Amen. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight ten on Wisconsin's Morning News this St. Patrick's Day, Friday, NCAA Tournament Day for the Marquette men and women. Women tip off at 745, Marquette at 145 this afternoon. Ring out Ahoya. We are Marquette, yada, yada, yada. Eric has uh, Drake, your alma mater, competing tonight. Yes, Good big game tonight. Let's go. Big game. Here we go. I'm adopting you, so ah, you know, thank you. find a team to root for. Thank you. Along with Marquette, of course. I hope we play you proud. Yes. Well, me too. Don't let me down tonight, (laughs) all right? I want to get to this right off the bat because another story in the news today, so instructive of how we talk about getting tough on reckless driving, getting tough on people who are not following our traffic laws in Milwaukee, but we're not doing some of the even basic common sense things that would really have an impact on the problem, and we are doing a bunch of other crap on the periphery that won't fix it. I want to tell you a story about when I was a kid. The worst thing you could do to me as a kid, maybe this was your experience too, probably not so much anymore because kids don't ride bikes anymore. <laughs> they just get rides everywhere. Worst thing you could do to me when, a kid, when I was a kid was take my bike. It was the worst punishment I could get. And it was one summer when I had kind of a zone in my neighborhood. I grew up in Wauwatosa. We were over by what was then County Hospital, right? So grew up on Robertson Street. And so I knew there was an area in the neighborhood where I was allowed to go without, like, really checking in. This was sort of my area, right? You could bring the bike there. And... Yeah, ride your bike to wherever. I didn't have okay. to tell, Mom, I'm going here. I'm going to be at this person's house. You're just out, right? Mm-hmm. So I had that zone. And then also one of our rules was when we were – Younger, like in elementary school, my mom insisted that we walk our bike when we cross the street. My brother and me, he's younger than me. Hey, we walk bikes when we cross the street. Cars, cars can't see it. My mom's greatest fear in the world was not that we would get sick or get cancer or something like that. It was we'd get hit by a car. Yeah. Number one fear, hit by a car. They can't see you. She listens to the podcast, so I know I'll hear about this later. But <laughs> She would cut out articles from the paper of kids who got hit okay. by cars. Like, see, this happened. You think it doesn't happen. Obviously, this- it left a mark, though. It worked right. for you. So probably the worst thing I could do was violate her trust in how I handle myself out in the world okay. with my bike. So for some reason, one summer, I got, I got pretty bold. And I just started to try and stretch the freedom a little bit. Stretch my legs. I wasn't going to let the man keep me down anymore. And for, I don't know what motivated it, but I started riding my bike around in the street a little there bit. There you go. Here over we go. by Murph's yep, house yep. back there. Maybe, on Elm even, Spring. maybe even rode across the street once I or twice. I certainly did. Went past Kev's house. Who was over on, what was Kev, Pleasant View, went past there and just started riding around. Mm-hmm. Now I'm up and down all these streets. Yep. Even stoplight-controlled streets. Not even stopping for the light. <laughs> Zipping around all over the place. I got pretty bold and brave. You ain't getting off that bike. <laughs> That's right. I'll tell you where hey, I, I can go. I ain't walking this thing. I'll tell you what's safe. <laughs> My mom is driving on Wisconsin Avenue and saw me. Oh, I love saw it. me in the I act. Love it. Zipping all zing, bing, bing. She pulls over and starts yelling at me. That's fantastic. I had the scaredest ride home in my life. And the punishment was that's it, no bike, park it. And it wasn't it was not exactly right at the back end of summer. It was a, it was more than a minute. <laughs> And it was devastating because all your buddies, they're out on their bikes or they're going, hey, you're going hey, to go. Hey, let's go. Yeah. I'm like, I'll meet you there because I'm walking. 
It was a very simple solution, and that got me straight for a long time. I, I think I think I know why you're bringing this up. Do you know where up. I'm going? Yes. TMJ4 News and its Project Drive Safe uh, initiative, they've been digging deep into the problem of reckless driving. And TMJ4 News anchor Steve Shamaris had a fascinating story. It's up this morning on just one root cause of the problem, which we've talked about over and over and over again. But here it is in plain sight. The fact that we just flat don't do anything to reckless drivers even when we catch them. For most drivers, the flashing lights in your rearview mirror are incentive enough to stay on the right side of the law. Issuing the citation for the speeding. But then there are people who don't quite get the message. Montel. People like this guy, Montel Brown. We talk about your driving record? Well, I ain't got no driving record. Oh, actually Montel has a pretty, pretty lengthy driving record. TMJ4 News anchor Steve Shamra is reporting. So how is this even possible? Because these guys get busted over and over and over again. But basically, they get to drive in the city of Milwaukee. They get to drive off after just getting a ticket. In the last decade, Milwaukee police wrote Brown a ticket 115 times, making him the number one repeat offender in the city. You have the most citations and warnings of anybody else in the city of Milwaukee in the last decade. I don't want to talk about that. Among Brown's dozens of citations, multiple counts of speeding, running red lights, and driving without plates. But then there's driving without a license. Milwaukee police ticketed Brown for that 37 times in the last 10 years. Oof. So he keeps what? getting tickets over and over and over again, and he basically feels no consequence for it. And we had Milwaukee, former Milwaukee Municipal Court Judge Derek Mosley with us on WTMJ Conversations earlier this month. And Shamraz said in on that, and they were talking about those different things. Mosley, he wants to see the city get to a very simple solution. It won't fix everything, but he thinks it would help. The solution is for police to tow away the illegal driver's car. When you get picked up and you're driving without a license, that car needs to be towed from that location, and then you have to call someone to come get you. But in the city of Milwaukee, that does not happen. Police Chief Jeffrey Norman said unlicensed drivers are not towed. They are let go on the honor system. They are expected to get a licensed driver or some other means to remove their vehicle, like a tow truck, if they don't have the ability to drive the vehicle themselves. Well, clearly they're not doing that. They just drive off probably, right? <laughs> right. This guy, a case study in that. Cops leave, get back in the All car, right. keep driving around. Uh Shammy oh reports our guy Montel Brown once got tw- busted twice in the same day. 11.30 in the morning, stopped for speeding, got another ticket, has all these unpaid fines, could have towed his car. A sheriff's office will tow in that situation. Uh, state patrol will tow cars. Well, what, MPD doesn't. At what point can there be a warrant for your arrest for unpaid? Well, right. I mean, you'd think if there are that many unpaid tickets, there would be, but maybe not. He has $12,000 in fines that he has never paid. So you got no (laughs) plates, you got no tags, you got no license. You get pulled over for speeding or reckless driving or whatever. You go to court. They say, all right, uh, here's your fine. Okay. Out they go. They get back in their car. They don't do it. So if they were to tow the vehicle, though, isn't that just a stopgap? Sure, at least in that moment, but then there's a cost with going back yeah, there. At least true. you have to pay to get that car Good out. Good point, yep, you're right. Ought we not perhaps initiate legislation that says if your vehicle gets towed, you can't get it back out of the impound lot until you've paid your $12,000 in fines? 
I know Milwaukee gets bent out of shape because state legislators in Madison keep trying to force things on them. And there's local control of municipal ordinances and all that. And they, I, I appreciate why they do. Like, leave Milwaukee be. Let us take care of it. But you're not taking care of it. Yeah. And the simple solution I go back to, all it took for me was to get my bike taken away as a kid to set me straight in a hurry. Well, we've illustrated what the city is not doing, what Milwaukee police are not doing. I will tell you what they are doing next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-one on Wisconsin's Morning News. Uh, telling the story, TMJ Four News did a pretty good dive into the reckless driving problem. It's called their Project Drive Safe program, or Project Drive Safe investigation, and they've got a series of stories on what's the root cause of reckless driving across the city. And one of the things that they were exposing is that you have these repeat offenders of various traffic violations who rack up thousands of dollars in fines, and they get pulled over again, and MPD doesn't even tow their or has have their car towed. They're afforded the opportunity, they're not supposed to, but afforded the opportunity to basically get back in the car and keep driving. And I'm suggesting, obviously, that that's nuts. From the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620, here's one about putting a boot on the car. Oh, that's interesting. Instead of towing it, like if you have these unpaid fines, boot it up. slap that boot on. <laughs> he adds, sucks to be you. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> The thing is, if you get, you know, the, if the vehicle gets towed at the owner's expense, then you also have the tow lot storage fee, which gets racked down. But you'd also have to include, you can't go in there and get it out until you pay your fines. Or what about like even having a license? Do you have to show a license? <laughs> Shouldn't you have to have an actual license not driving while now that, that one I could see that there'd be, that one would be a little bit more fluid of a situation, but at least the, the fines or whatever would be associated with the vehicle, even yes. if it were just with that vehicle. If you ain't got no car to drive, you can't do this. And I'm yeah. not saying that that person, it's not a perfect solution, but it's a concrete, actionable solution that would make it harder for people to continue to abscond. Now, we do have some ordinances in place that allow for cars to be towed, right? For yes. repeat reckless drivers. And slash- that's new. You know, don't have insurance, right? Yes. Isn't that one also? There are a number of things. It gives cops the ability to tow if yes. they so chose to do so. And they have. They have, right. And I th- there are lo- the criteria which need to be met in order for that car to get towed are very, very, uh, very tough. Like, there are a lot of conditions that have to exist for them to do it. But they have done it. And I think. They like, so far, the outcome. But one of the themes of, of the program since we've been talking about this is I continuously tell you that you know, our public officials want to tell you, no, we're working on this. We're working on this. We hear a lot about we're going to make smaller lanes or we're going to add more of this, add more yeah, of that. Yeah. Story in the news today, which got me going on this. And actually, somebody texted me about this earlier. Like, did I even hear that story? Like, what am I missing from this story? Here is one concrete, actionable solution that we are doing. A public artist-in-residence program will look for creative solutions to reckless driving through research, field testing, and installation of artwork in Milwaukee. A 2022 study from Bloomberg Philanthropy found that asphalt art cut overall crashes by 17% and crashes involving a pedestrian or cyclist by 50%. Drivers also yielded to pedestrians in colorful crosswalks 27% more often, even if those intersections previously featured high-visibility paint. Previously in Milwaukee, volunteers painted four crosswalk murals along North Avenue for a 2021 project by artists working in education. Jessica Gatso, WTMJ News. 
I'm just going to let that settle in. You could take the car away from repeat offender, guy who's got 100-plus tickets, $12,000 in fines. Don't take his car away, but let's paint the crosswalk. But it works. <laughs> so there's some, she did, Jessica did provide, or the city obviously provided to Jessica some data of where that's been successful. And they've been and doing I'm it for a few years. I'm not saying don't do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying don't do it. We should do all of it. But do the hard part. Not the easy stuff. Not all this crap on the periphery that makes us feel good. Not all these, we're going to bump out the thing here. We're going to turn this part into a plaza. We're going to do traffic calming measures. Take the guy's friggin' car away so he can't drive it anymore. What about those streets that make the music when you drive a certain... Oh, yeah, that'd be really nice. They make, like, different sounds? Yeah, it cuts down on, on crashes by a couple of percentage points. Well, that would benefit us all. Oh, Susanna, <laughs> or whatever the song is. 825 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Five five six one six one six twenty is the old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. A couple interesting texts coming in there from the two six two. I think immediately towing vehicles when currently unlicensed drivers commit an offense would be a pivotal change in policy, but it needs to be accompanied by felony charges with mandatory confinement for habitual dangerous driving offenders, regardless of age and an inability to retrieve an impounded vehicle without first paying all the fines and showing proof of being licensed and insured couple of calls on the line here. Uh, let me get to Sam first on the north side. Hi, Sam. Hey, thanks. Um, yeah, everything you just said sounds good, but um, let's just take that example of the man that owes $12,000. So they take the car, they impound it. Um, he's got to come up with the money to get it, um, which he won't. Um, so the city ends up with that car. They auction it off. They get whatever they get. And the same individual will probably buy yet another car for $2,000, and he'll do the whole thing over again. So, yeah, you're right. I think after the second or third time, you got to start locking people up because, like you said, Vince, it took something like taking your bike away um, for the summer that yes. really made you. you uh, got to really make these things harsher. They're not they're not being tough enough yet. So appreciate it, Sam. Yeah, I mean, let's let's start with some consequence, any consequence, other than we just let you, let you skate. Uh, Bob is with us in Waukesha. <laughs> Retired law enforcement. Bob, what's your thought on this? Oh, God. Vince, uh, you know, kudos to the state of Wisconsin because on the positive side, they've redefined the definition of insanity. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I certainly get the dilemma that the Milwaukee Police Department is in because they're so significantly understaffed. But doggone it, the state of Wisconsin has got, first of all, a, a driver license suspension, driving while license suspended, or even possessing a license that's suspended. If you're on foot and produce that license in the state of Florida is a criminal flipping offense. They have to do that. It, it's absolute. It's crazy that these people are doing these kind of things. And and I heard yesterday that there are what what eleven hundred. Citations issued in 2022 in the state of Wisconsin for drivers driving over 100 miles an hour. You, you got you got to do something. How many are drinking? Well, but right. Add there's that, there's that on top of it. Bob, thanks again for the call and uh, really appreciate his perspective as former law enforcement. Uh, one more text on this. Maybe the city needs to hire some moms to enforce their driving rules. 
That was from my mom, <laughs> who busted my butt all those years ago. Well Scared done. me straight. 831 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Thirty-six on Wisconsin's morning news. We do an update on the investigation into the Russian fighter jet that cracked one of our drones in international airspace. Drone went down. The Russians initially said, "Nah, that no, that didn't happen. We didn't, we didn't do anything to it. We, I mean, we were near it, but we didn't do anything to it." And now, like, one of the latest reports says they're getting medals. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're, they're the pilots being awarded. For I, their bravery, I love that their initial report was, "No, we didn't, we didn't hit it." And then it's like, "Well, here's." The video of you hitting it. Oh, <laughs> that video. Oh, you meant that drone? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. We thought other. And yeah, right. The our, our our guys, the fighter pilots, did get medals, right? Yeah, they celebrated them. And now, what happens next? Well, the U.S. considering options as far as whether or not to fly in that area, and the Russians going after the drones. Some of the drone wreckage found along the surface of the Black Sea was recovered by Russian ships. But they've since left the area because it's within missile range of Ukrainian forces. And now CBS News has learned the U.S. is reassessing its drone operations over the Black Sea and whether the intelligence collection is worth the risk of escalation. That's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. So, yeah, so is it worth sending another one? So then you have another problem. And then what does that mean if there's another issue? So now they got to figure out whether or not they want to keep sending drones in that spot. And that, look, not for nothing, my first reaction is like, hey, we fly where we want to fly in international waters, right? We don't violate other people's airspace or whatever. But we fly where we want to fly. We're not going to get shoved around by some rogue pilots or whatever that case was. That said, do you? This is what's so complicated, and especially when you're dealing with a guy like Vladimir Putin who's running that country. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. when you have an irrational person who's already raised the specter of using nuclear weapons in his war against Ukraine. Do you want to keep poking at that bear to see what happens, right. right or otherwise? And speaking of that, China and the Chinese president are going to go to Moscow here for the first time. They're going to visit next week. So President Xi will be there to meet with Putin in an apparent show of support for the war in Ukraine. So clearly these Russian pilots were, uh, they may deny it, but they were up there messing with our drone. They're up there engaging with it and screwing around. And it caused me to think of another time when we when the shoe was on the other foot eric when perhaps there were some americans messing with a russian fighter pilot yeah top gun right? very very similar well yes. it's funny you bring that up because we do have some hidden footage here that we we're able to get this is exclusive audio of those russian pilots debriefing the situation with their superior you want to hear it yeah what, okay. play what you got so here it is is there something wrong? No, there is nothing wrong. Nothing happened on trip in fighter jet with U.S. drone. How's that, Lieutenant? Perhaps there may have been a drone encounter and maybe even crash. Where did you see this? He's classified. I could tell you, but then I have to kill you. <laughs> I have top secret clearance. It's a great line. The Pentagon sees to it that I know more than you. Well, it doesn't seem so in this case now, does it, ma'am? So, Lieutenant... Where exactly were you? Okay, uh, we was over Black it Sea, just, like the just movie, flying right? around. Typical day. Well, if you were directly above him, how could you see him? Because, ma'am, I was inverted. You were in a 4G inverted dive with a MiG-28? No, not MiG-28. U.S. drone. No pilot in there. <laughs> At what range? At what range? Uh, 
it turns out we were very close, very close to drone. In fact, we may have hit it. <laughs> what were you doing there? I was giving the finger. Yes, I know the finger. <laughs> so you're the one. Well, but next time I will not give the finger. I will just give the thumbs down. They like that better. Much less aggressive. Also, I won't hit the drone. Wow. All right, so that's it. I don't know where you got that from, Eric, but that's uh, exclusive to this program. Nobody else has that audio. Pilot talking about <laughs> what happened when he tried to do an invertive 4G dive with uh, not a MiG, but with an unmanned drone. The thumbs up was the reference to the story we did about driving the other day. Yeah, it's less aggressive than giving the bird. It was suggested by a TikToker that instead of flipping somebody off, you just give them a thumbs down. So yeah. it's less aggressive, so you may not end up getting retribution. But you also are voicing your displeasure. So we, we have to try it one of these days. We actually have to give someone the thumbs down. Well, please see earlier story about reckless driving. I was going to give a dude a thumbs down the other day because yeah. I'm in this. If you drive on the south side of the freeway system just south of the, what is it, the Mitchell Interchange, okay? There's this, like, collection area where if you want to get off the freeway at College Avenue, you have to go off to the right. But okay. then there are a couple of different ramps. That's where you get off to go to the airport as well, the airport spur Anyway, there are a couple of places where it's one lane, and then later we'll open up to two lanes. And you're past any obstructions, but the lines are still painted, so you're supposed to stay in your lane until you get to the dashed line and then make your your lane change over to the right. Well, my man here, he did not want to wait for that. <laughs> didn't go for it. He okay. wanted to go right now, so just like skating across all the painted lines. <laughs> and I thought that would deserve a thumbs down. Yeah, so did you do it? No, he's already gone. Uh, <laughs> Going too fast. <laughs> right. And I would have felt weird doing it, but I would have done it for the show just for Just to see the reaction sake. when he gets annoyed by you <laughs> and starts cutting you off. <laughs> this on the old National Bank talking text line. Your Russian accent. Thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Wait, no. I mean, I, I don't know, know what, what you're what talking, are you talking about, actually. About? <laughs> not one of my better. <laughs> But the con the the con the content was right. We were right on on that. Oh yeah, well done, nice job. Eight forty three on Wisconsin's morning news. Eight forty six on Wisconsin's morning news. Oh, they're showing the video from the Furman locker room this morning. Well, I mean, not this morning. <laughs> the video is showing this morning. It was from last night. One of the big upsets in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it destroyed a lot of people already. A lot of people like Arizona. It's amazing how it happens. I told you yesterday, and I can't even remember <laughs> how far I picked them, but I said, whatever I do with Arizona, they will do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, That's the team yep. that when I pick them to go deep, they lose like they did today. When I don't pick them, one year I, I'm like, I'm done with this team. They you know, they mess me up every year. They're That's going the year around. they won the whole yep. damn thing. Yep, yep, yep. Great. So how did you pick them yesterday? Don't remember. I don't know. I haven't even really checked my brackets. I don't know. With everything on the computer now, you wait for the update. You know, uh, yeah. you used to get your paper bra- paper bracket with I the still, highlighter. I still like doing that. Me too. I should print it out later. Not at work though, because <laughs> we're very busy. Yes. So you've got the St. Patrick's Day revelers out already. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. seen video of that here and live pictures from the bars across Milwaukee and all over Wisconsin. Saw a live picture from Dublin. One of the news programs had that up. Do you think they're really celebrating? I think it's a whole bunch of Americans over there. <laughs> Just going to Guinness, <laughs> hey, going to the brewery. Using, the hell are you doing here today? It's not that big of a deal. What day is it? Like they right. probably don't even know. It's, oh, it's Friday, right? 
So today is not only St. Patrick's Day, but a couple of big COVID anniversaries as well. I just I like revisiting this. I'm nostalgic already for 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But true. I mean, like our lives changed in so many ways, and it's interesting to to go back and think about where we were just three years ago. You said this morning. I totally agree. It was like forever ago. Right? So 2020, COVID's just starting to really become apparent to us that it's going to be a big deal. And you can debate whether or not it should have been or shouldn't have been, but it, it became a big deal because of how we reacted to it and what we did. Today, three years ago, this dude surfaced. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. <laughs> That's Brady Sluter. <laughs> and that interview went, pardon the expression, viral on March 17th, 2020. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. <laughs> two months we've planned this trip, man. There's no way we're going to cancel this. COVID at that time just emerging in earnest in the U.S. Brady not going to let him stop him from partying there at Miami South Beach. Spring breakers were all over the place, too. They were in Florida. They were along the Gulf Coast. Remember the pictures and the video? Yeah, and then people were, like, appalled. (gasps) As major cities were starting to shut things down, states were even shutting things down. And let's look at where we were three years ago on this day here in Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers was basically ending St. Patrick's Day early. Obviously, it's St. Patrick's Day. We know this is a day many Wisconsinites like to celebrate. And while it's different this year, enjoy the day with your health and safety and the health and safety of the community. Mm-hmm. So this is pre-mask era. So he was there going to a news conference, but there was some social distancing already in the news conferences. He was sitting apart from his Department of Health Services secretary designee, who never did get confirmed, Andrea Palm. The governor has directed me to sign an order for a statewide moratorium on mass gatherings of 10 or more people to mitigate the spread of COVID-19, effective today at 5 p.m. St. Patrick's Day three years ago. So the city of Milwaukee had already shut it down. They put the order out. I thought we we closed things down at noon the day before, right? Yeah, like the 16th. I, I want to say right? the first confirmed case in Milwaukee County was what three days ago, something like that. It was the 14th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had that anniversary. Right. We were at best a handful of cases in the city. Right. And uh, the, so the city actually was leading early on in terms of COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. City of Milwaukee would do something. The state would follow suit a day or two later. <laughs> It was probably a matter of, I remember thinking at the time, Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett, who for the longest time, for three tries, wanted to be governor. And he's like, I'm pretty much being the governor right now because I'm leading on this and y'all are following suit. But regardless, some of these shutdowns, it would be a couple of weeks later until we got safer at home from Governor Evers, which was basically not only are you not going out to bars and restaurants, nobody going anywhere. I want you to literally stay home. I wonder what happened to Brady. He's doing well. I think he's a state representative now. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> if I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. Eight fifty four on Wisconsin's Morning News. Steve Scafidi in the house with Eric and me. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Oh, and to you as well. You too. I actually am part Irish, so for me, you can see by all my green clothing Mm -hmm. on that, I really celebrate that. Ah, you're not that guy, right? Green clothes on St. Patrick's Day. I don't like gimmick. I don't gimmick up anything. Right? Yeah, you don't. I'm me. You don't even do brackets. No, I gave that up about eight years ago. What's the matter with you? I don't. I just don't want to. 
I want to just enjoy the games. I love the upsets. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I take joy out of people crying about their busted brackets. That, that's <laughs> See, I, I, that part I don't care for. I don't, I don't care if your bracket is broken. Yeah, I don't either. It's like, who cares? <laughs> right? You don't need to tell me that. Yeah, so you lost five bucks. Big deal. Is that what it is? is that, that's, that's pretty much the standard rate. Yeah, Although there's some question, of these pools you can get in that it's like a pretty big buy-in. Oh. Say five cents. I don't know if my cheap. wife's listening, but I used to get in once for a hundred bucks. So, I mean, oof. Oof. that's why I don't do it anymore. Well, you got to bet big to win big. That's, That's what they say. Exactly right. You know what's happening tomorrow along yes. the lakefront? Our pal, our teammates, our guy Vince Vitrano is jumping in, into Lake Michigan. I'm going to be there. Eric's too. coming with me. I might yeah. try to get down there. Right I might cannonball just to watch Let's us see. suffer. No, it's it, it's it's. I, first of all, I love the fact you're doing it for WTMJ Cares. That's awesome and Special Olympics. That is the cool part. But I would like to see you suffer a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to be like. Yeah. I want to shout out a couple of people because if you text the word CARES to the Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. Text the word CARES, 855-616-1620. We'll send you a link to our fundraising page. If you want to be nuts and jump in Lake Michigan with us late morning tomorrow, details are in there. You can join our team. We certainly would appreciate your contributions to Special Olympics Wisconsin on our behalf. So just today, Steve, we've got Jade, Jennifer, John, Peggy, and Scott all having made donations. And I don't have permission to share her name on the air, so I'll just, I'll just use her first name. It's Gail. She donated $500. Oh, I love those people. Man, that is so generous. I love that story. And it fills my heart because I've shared Special Olympics Wisconsin with uh, – Everybody who's been listening to the show, so important to me because about 20 years is when I started volunteering. Now, my wife's uncle uh, had Down syndrome and participated in Special Olympics for for many decades. And I knew that and I kind of learned about it from him, but that wasn't really what got me in. It was more my volunteering and a couple of things. And I just realized, Steve, you know, you get invited to MC a lot of things to be a part of community organizations. And this was the one where I felt uh, me being there had the greatest impact on the athletes and on their families. It really mattered to them. So it became the only th- the one thing I never said no to. It's a great organization, and I encourage people to donate. I'll be donating today as well. So I want to see you do great things with uh, Special Olympics. I know you already have, but this is one of those fun winter things, sort of went spring, winter, I guess. Although the temperature's tomorrow a little chilly. Well, I, see, I, I got, <laughs> got a text on that, Steve, from the old National Bank talking text line. The Lake Temp is actually going to be a bunch warmer. That's what it says, a yes. bunch warmer than, than the, the air temp. Yeah. You'd be like getting in a hot tub, Eric. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's not the jumping in the lake. It's coming out of the lake yeah. when the air temperatures are cold. Trust me, I did it in five-degree weather. It's it's not fun. It's, oh, it'll be great. It's good for your good for yeah. your soul. I'll sh- good for if the... I do show up, I'll have like a big beaver coat on <laughs> just to demonstrate how toasty I am. <laughs> right. Maybe a nice little coffee. Well, we sure would appreciate your support. Text the word CARES to the Old National Bank. Talk and text line 855-616-1620. Thanks to so many of you who've contributed to our efforts already. And looking forward to that plunge tomorrow morning. <laughs> Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ. It turns out we were very close. Very close to drone. In fact, we may have hit it.